Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, Father, Lord, just like we sang, Lord. We came here, Lord, Father, Lord, for meet you, Lord, Father. We came here, Lord, Father, so that we can encounter your love, Lord. And Father, we don't want to leave this place without having that encounter, Lord. We don't want to leave this place without having received a touch from you, Lord. As we look into your word this morning, Father, we pray, O Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us, Lord, Father. We are hungry for your word, Lord, Father, and we want want, Lord, your word to enlighten us, Lord, and to bring freedom into our spirits, Lord, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father. We surrender the remaining time into your hands. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're in the midst of our series called Where's My Money? All right. And uh, let me just do a quick recap of what we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. We've been looking at the whole idea of, you know, how it's important we start, you know, with our hearts. All right. If you remember week one, we looked at very specifically about, you know, when you think about giving money to the Lord, when you think about giving money in the church, okay, the what really matters at the end of the day is not how much you give as opposed to what's the attitude that you're carrying in regard to how you're giving. All right. And we looked at that in detail in the first week. All right. If you remember, then what did we look at after that? Week two, we looked at what's called as the principle of the first, the tithing principle. All right. How it's important tithing the first 10% of whatever you get. All right. We're looking specifically into the attitude on the matters of money. All right. It doesn't matter if you're a student, if you're working, if there's been money that's been put into your hands, who's given it to you? It's God who's entrusted that money into your hands. And what does God expect from us? According to his word, we looked into the scripture. It says, you know, that we have to give that first 10% back into God's hand. And how do you do that? We looked again very specifically. We give it back into the house of God, which is the local church that we are attending. All right. So these are a couple of things that we've been looking at. And last week, you know, we started with something very specific. Like I said, you know, Last week was important because, you know, we, we, we looked into a very, very important principle last week. All right. We titled last week's message as first things first. All right. And today what I want to do is I just want to do, you know, maybe I would call it part two of first things first. All right. So that's like part two in midst of uh, a big series okay, that we're doing. And uh, I hope you don't get confused, but just stick to the principle. All right. So what we're going to do, all right, today, we're going to look at the whole idea of, again, first thing. So we started off with this principle last week. And let me just recap that principle. Let me put it up on the screen for you. All right. If, if, if God is first in your life, we saw this last week. If God is indeed first in your life, then everything in your life will come to order. If you put God first in your life, many times, you know, we, our life is chaotic. Our life is, you know, confusing. We, we jump into this, we jump into that and we're trying to figure out, man, how am I going to set things in order? All right. Any one of you who is like me, who likes to keep everything in orderly arranged fashion? All right. You want things to be like, you know, like in that specific order. And if things messes up, your mind just completely gets messed up. All right. So I just saw like two, three hands going up. Okay. I'm assuming the others... Okay, if uh, you know, here's what they say. If they can see, you know, your house 
and the order of the fashion of your house is they can really describe what's going on inside of your mind all right so if your things are not in order well i mean i think that that's pretty much exposed there right there okay but here's what i want us to understand if you want things to be order in your life you've got to learn to put god first all right and i i don't have the scripture but it just came up to my mind if you remember genesis chapter 1 what does it say the world was chaotic okay there was no order in the world and what did god do god said first let there be light he is the one who brought order into this world of chaos and can i tell you something if your life you feel feel at this point you know in your life your life is chaotic nothing is happening everything is confusing and you know you don't seem to progress or you don't seem to this can i ask you this question can you learn to put god first in your life because the principle holds true if god is indeed first in your life then everything in your life will come into an orderly fashion but again like we looked at last week you know the opposite is also true if god is not first in your life nothing will be in order absolutely nothing will be in order and here's a question that you know we need to ask ourselves because i keep asking myself this question every time you know things are chaotic can i be honest okay many times in my life things do get chaotic all right i'm not able to head place you know like okay what there and i sometimes i tend to forget certain things and i realize oh i how can i forget something like that it's very important and i realize when i trace back you know all of these things i realize you know in those moments god is really not first in my life and i'm talking about you know we of course we're looking at the subject of money but i'm talking not just about money if you want to evaluate every area of your life you got to figure out are you really giving god first place in your life so this is what we started off with last week okay and here's what if you remember you know we looked at last week about the story of the widow how many from that all right we looked at the story of the widow and you know how the widow was almost in a point where she was about to die and elijah comes in the prophet the man of god comes into her life and says you know if you would whatever little that you have if you would give me first all right if you would really put god first in your life things will come to order in your own personal life see here's what we looked at last week and i don't want us to forget we look at a little bit about that today also it takes faith to keep or to put god first in your life it takes faith can i say this it takes a lot of courage to keep god first in your life and when we when i'm saying faith when i'm saying courage yes sometimes you're going to have to learn to say no to what sometimes it can be your friends sometimes it can be the things that you like sometimes you know you're going to have to say no to the things that man i wish i could have been there but you know what god first all right it takes sacrifice sometimes you say that man i want to indeed go put god first in my life all right and and it 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 takes a lot of faith it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of resilience to say that listen i want to really put god first in my life all right and so here's what i want us to look at all right we've been looking at the story of i mean we've been looking at the whole picture of money all right and like i said earlier you know i've been looking at this over the last couple of weeks it takes faith it takes courage to say god in the area of money i want to keep you first in my life all right if you look remember last week and if you remember you know the last 2 3 weeks that we've been looking at all right when you say that listen i want to give you god first all right when when you get a certain portion of money it's easy to look at that money and say that okay you know what i got this month's money i've got to you know make sure i pay my mess bill i got to make sure you know that person that friend whom i borrowed money from i have to give that person that money back it's easy to look at the loans that you have to clear it's easy to look at all the expenses that you have and say that you know what what i'm left over with god this is what i'm left over with let me give this to you it takes faith to say that lord i have a lot of bills i have a lot of expenses i have a lot of people that i owe money to but i want to give you the first 10th 
and then i'm not looking at what i'm left over with with whatever is left over i will have the faith to believe lord when i give to you you will provide for me what i need to like i said you know it takes a lot of faith okay so today what i want to do i want to just continue a little bit i want to show you couple more things okay before we close off with this one principle about keeping god first in your life and the story that we're going to look at is a very familiar story all right you you might have heard the story you might have read the story so many times okay but i want to draw this principle out from the story and i want you to look at the implications and i want you to look at the blessings that come out of following this principle from the specific story all right how many of you have heard of cain and abel you heard of cain and abel the two brothers all right let me ask this how many of you have siblings okay let me ask this how many of you siblings have ever gotten into a fight all right you i'm talking not just you know wording fight i'm talking like real physical fight huh okay trust me i've got two boys i know okay they're just waiting for an opportunity to go at each other i had a, i mean i have not had i have a sister we've we've gotten physical we've gotten wordings okay now that we are little older we still fight i'm just saying somehow you know i don't know how but sibling rivalry is always going to be i think it goes till the end of our grave i'm just saying okay so we're going to look at these two brothers okay and let me let me you know start off with this you know some theologians okay they say that cain and abel were twins all right and here's the reason why let's look at the story okay genesis chapter 4 was 1 to 2 verse 1 now adam knew eve his wife and she conceived and bore cain and said i have acquired a man from the lord verse 2 okay it says that then she bore again this time his brother abel now abel was a keeper of sheep but cain was a tiller of the ground if you notice the reason why many theologians believe that cain and abel were twins is because it says only one such she conceived all right it says only one such she conceived and then it says you know that she bore cain and then she bore again all right now are they twins i don't know maybe when we get to heaven we'll figure that out okay but that's not important okay but let's understand this abel was a keeper of sheep so which means he was like a shepherd and cain was a tiller of the ground so just for our understanding let's remember that he is a farmer all right so shepherd a who's a shepherd abel and cain was a farmer now let's move on genesis chapter 4 verse 3 to 8 and in the process of time it came to pass that cain brought what offering pay attention we'll come back to this brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the lord why because he's a farmer so what's what's a farmer doing he's planting seeds he's growing up those plants and he's taking the fruit and he's giving it to the lord now is that okay is it okay to give you know what you produce back to the lord it's okay all right but look at what happens abel was for abel also brought but look at what he brings the brought of the first born of his flock and of their fat and the lord respected abel and his offering was five but he did not respect cain and his offering and cain was very angry all right and his countenance fell verse 6 so the lord said to cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should rule over it now cain talked with abel and his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that cain rose up against abel his brother and killed him we know the story don't we all right we know what happens between cain and abel cain brings an offering to the lord abel brings the first of his you know flock to the lord the lord respects abel 
the lord does not respect king and what happens to cain because of you know the response what god gave cain gets offended cain gets angry and then as a result what does he do he goes and kills his brother just between me and you have you ever felt like killing your sibling don't ask that question <laughs> okay but that's what cain did cain was real angry he was like really you know like really burning with rage and he goes and in that rage in that fit of anger he goes and kills his brother abel now here's a question to ask what happened i mean cain brought the offering to the lord all right he 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 worked he worked for his uh, what do you call his produce he he made sure you know the the plants were watered he made sure all that you know the field could bring a produce and he was very dedicated to make sure that you know he brought an offering to the lord so why didn't god respect cain for his offering why is it that abel was respected and not cain and here's what i want us to understand here's a principle that i don't want us to miss abel was respected for his offering not just simply because he brought an offering to the lord he brought the first and the best of what he had to the lord you know what cain did cain did like what some of us would do cain would you know probably would have looked at his produce and he would have thought that man i mean he's a farmer now obviously now you know what did a farmer do farmer collects the harvest and maybe he's going to sell it to the market i mean i don't know what's going on but i'm just thinking you know maybe he's thinking that man i can't give this to god you know because if i give this to the market if i sell these things i would get a better return for what i'm going to get how can i go and just give it to the church how can i just go and give it to the lord and he brought and he said no i can't give everything away i need to give something to the lord so he takes something that was there and he gives it to the lord and what happens god says you know that that's not acceptable god says that's not acceptable if there's something that we should learn to bring before the lord it's the first tenth and the best of what you have now here's a principle which you know many people many times when we read through it we don't understand you know what god says god tells cain you know what god tells cain i want you to look at verse um, yeah verse 7 okay if you do well will you not be accepted you know what god is asking listen if you do it the way that i have commanded you to do it will you not be accepted and here's here's what i want us to look at and here's what i don't want us to miss and if you do not do well what lies at the door sin lies at the door and you know what he's saying it's desire is for you but you should rule over it here's a question that i want us to ponder about this morning it's saying there you know god is saying listen if you do it the way that i've asked you to do it if you really bring the first of what you have before me if you you know do not hold back the best that you have saying that you want it for yourself or you saying that you have needs for it and if you would do you know bring that first and the best that you have for to me guess what's not going to rule over you sin is not going to rule over your life sin is waiting at the door and here's what i want us to understand here's what i want you to think about you know many times we talk about addiction to sin many times we think about that man i'm struggling with this sin and i'm struggling with that sin is it possible church this morning i want us to ask and think about this question is it possible that the reason why you keep going back to that same sin is because you have not learned to bring god first into your life Here's what I want us to understand. Every time we you know hold back the first from God, every time we do not bring the first 10% to the Lord. You know what we do? We are opening a door for the enemy to come and work in our lives and that's what it's saying here. And that's what God is saying, listen, its desire is to have you but you should learn to rule over it. How do you learn to rule over sin when you begin to bring God first into your life? And I want you to think about this in the area of finances. 
is it possible that the reason why we are struggling some of us we are struggling with a certain sin is because we have not brought god the first 10% in our finances i want you to think about it because that's what it's saying here listen if you do well listen will you not be accepted if you do not do well sin lies at the door sin is waiting to devour you and every time we miss out on that 10% every time we miss out on the you know the first keeping god first in our lives we open the doorway to sin this is why church i keep telling you, every time i meet all of you individually what do i keep telling you listen do not miss church please don't because you need to understand this principle every time you know you say that okay sunday is the first day of the week i need to give god first place in my life here's the reason why because sin is waiting at the door and let's be honest manipal is known for it and every time you say that listen i've got something else i need to go out with my friends i need to do this and i need to do that you know what you're really doing you're opening the doorway for sin because sin is waiting at the door ah is he i want you to picture this okay literally sin is waiting at the door watching you you know what it's waiting for it's waiting to see if you would fall it's waiting to see if you would not keep god first in your life it's waiting to make sure that listen if you're not in church this morning oh boy i can grab him i can grab her and today can i tell you this why you know so much of sin is so prevalent okay is because many of you know the christian believers so called to say many of the people who are supposed to be walking with jesus christ has st- learned to keep stop keeping god first in their life not just you know in their time even in their finances in every area of your life i want you to think about it that's why you know that's why it's like I've been I've, I've shared this before I've shared this so many times before listen wherever we go if you're not in Manipal if you're in Mangalore if you're anywhere listen I I we make sure that we find the church that is there we make sure we attend that church if possible as much as possible why because listen when you give that commitment when you go to church in the morning on Sunday morning and you say that listen lord I'm giving you first preference this is the first day of the week I can choose to be anywhere but I choose to be in your presence the first day of the week you know what you're telling god God I choose to honor you with the first of my week. And that's the same principle when you think about your finances. When money is put into your hands. Listen, the 10% I'm going to keep that aside why? Because that belongs to the Lord. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to play around with it. Why? Because I don't want to open a doorway for the devil to come and work in my life in the area of sin. I'm just telling you this morning church. What if this could be the secret? for you to break out from the addiction of a sin that you're probably struggling with now i want you to think about this okay why didn't cain give the first fruits he was a farmer so obviously you know abel brought the first born cain should have brought the first fruit okay and those two are very very important words in the scriptures okay when you study the scripture just do a study i'm telling you it's impo- it's interesting how can you do a bible study take the word from the bible and see where all it comes across in the bible the principle of first fruits and first born is so prevalent all over the scripture all right now the question i asked is why didn't cain give the first fruits i think personally i think it's because it was something that was he was carrying inside his heart all right so i've got just two points that we're going to look at this morning okay first one the heart of cain okay why why didn't cain give the first fruits now here's a question how do you know what was in cain's heart all right can i ask you this okay and I, let me tell me just not ask you let me tell you this all right every time you know you're asking questions about you know scripture and things like that don't assume all right 
find out what scripture only has to say about it because most of the questions that you are asking about scripture scripture normally has an answer to that question that you're asking about scripture all right how do you know what was in cain's heart because of what scripture says okay jude verse 11 new testament okay here's what jude says what to them for they have gone in the way of cain have run greedily in the error of balaam for profit and perish in the rebellion of for they have gone in the way of cain have run greedily in the error of balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of korah what's the way of cain can i give you two words from here greed and rebellion what was going on in cain's heart two things he was greedy all right he was greedy for the stuff that he had created that he had produced and he was also rebelling against the way of god to what god had commanded him to do and can i tell you this church many times you know when people talk about tithes when people bring about these arguments about tithe do you know why they really you know coming against it two reasons why and this is it one is because they're greedy because they think that man i can't give so much money to the lord i can't give so much money to the church the church doesn't need so much money why does the church need so much money i've got so many bills to clear i have so many loans to do i have to do this and that and so many expenses i need to make sure i'm you know meeting and you know the, the the whole idea of that listen i need to hold more for myself i need to hold more to myself comes in that attitude of greediness comes in and works inside the heart when you're not willing to give god the first 10% and here's the second thing rebellion You know what Cain was indirectly telling the Lord? Cain was saying, "Lord, I'll bring an offering to you, but I'll bring it the way I want." Maybe you know we don't use those words. You know what today's modern believers use? You ready for this? Maybe some of us are guilty of it as well. I'll give to the Lord as I'm led. As I'm led, I'll give to the Lord. You know, and and. <laughs> I mean there's nothing wrong with that okay I'm not trying to you know point fingers at anybody I'm not trying to say that but I'm just saying listen you cannot give the way that you're led by the lord if you're not willing to put you know his principles and his ordinances first if you remember tithing is a what principle if you remember the whole series that we've been doing tithing is an ordinary principle of behavior it's not comes under the law we looked at this previously it's a principle of ordinary behavior and god is saying listen you need to learn to tithe You can't just say that okay man I don't think I can give 10%. You know what? Let me pray about it. Believers, you know, I you guys are good people, okay? You guys never say that. But I'm saying a lot of believers do. You know they say I'll pray, you know, I'll pray about it. Okay, man, I need to give money to the church. I'll give little bit, okay? And you know, it's like a huge amount, man. You don't have no idea. You're saying 10% of my salary. My salary is huge. You have no idea. I have so much money to the church church doesn't need that money listen it's true church doesn't need your money god doesn't need your money but do you know why god is asking you to do this so that you would receive and see the blessing of the lord in your own personal life that's why listen church it's a simple principle tithing is so simple but i'm reason i'm doing this as a series is because i want us to really grasp the revelation of why this is so important even if it is so simple into our hearts into our spirit man i've seen the blessing of it in my own personal life. i've seen the blessing of it in my career in my clinic you know in my family's life and i want all of us here you know this morning to be able to understand this principle embrace it and start doing it so that you can see a blessing in your own personal life 
don't hold back because you feel like man i need to have more money i need to save more money and you know the way of saving money is being able to not give tight 10% to the lord because if i don't give 10% to the lord i think i can save up that money you don't i'm telling you a curse will fall on it and you will lose the money that you think that you have saved you will but look at you know the way that god responded to cain you know sometimes you might think okay man you know adam eve cain abel i mean give him a break you know i mean maybe he didn't know okay maybe he was too young and he didn't know all right maybe you're right let's assume that you're right but here's the thing how did god respond to that you know what god said can can you go back to that scripture there you know what he says the lord said to cain why are you angry and why is your countenance fallen god was gracious even then he said listen cain this is not the right way this is not the right way god and you know i mean the god of the old testament i mean the wrath of god okay i was very very there but listen he was very gracious to cain and he said listen why are you angry why is your countenance fallen and he said listen if you do well will you not be accepted so here's a thing that we need to ponder about is not that cain didn't know cain knew Cain knew that you know God was looking for the first 10% and that's why he's saying listen if you do well if you do the way that I've asked you to do don't you think that you will also be accepted think about why did God ask this question if you do well will you not be accepted so it's not that Cain didn't know Cain knew but Cain like I said earlier the scripture that says that the rebellion that was carrying inside his heart he said Lord I'm not going to do it in your way yeah you say 10% but <laughs> you got to understand what you're asking here I need this. All right? How am I going to meet all these bills? I mean, you know what I need to deal with. I mean, you're the one who's given me this money or you're the one who's given me all this and I need to deal with this lot after this is over. Hey, whatever is left over is yours. I said this last week, I said this the week before and I say this this week. God is not looking for leftovers from you. He's not. He doesn't need it. He's looking at your heart and he's saying, "Listen, are you ready in faith to step out and give the first 10%?" to him It was Cain's attitude in his heart that caused him not to give the first 10%. You know I wanted to show you a scripture Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3. All right? People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they're angry at the Lord. It's okay. You know I I think some scriptures are meant to be like You know what Cain was really doing here? Cain was also blaming Abel. He took his anger out on whom? he took his anger out on his own brother he was angry at the lord probably he was angry at this why because he knew the right thing to do and yet he didn't do it and then you know he experienced you know not acceptance from the lord and all of those things and what is he doing here he's going and in a fit of rage and he's going and doing that you know what proverb writer says people ruin their lives by their own foolishness why was cain not willing to obey the lord in a simple matter of tithe and they're angry at the lord Okay, let me show you another scripture. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 to 10. All right, here's what God says in the book of Proverbs. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be overflowing with new wine. It's interesting this morning in the worship, you know, we're singing about overflow. You remember that? Okay. You want an overflow in your life? you want an abundance you know overflow we talk about overflowing with milk and honey from the promised land you want that to see that in your life in the area of your finances in the area of any area in your life listen 
do this you know proverbs is saying honor the lord honor the lord with what with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase if somebody asked me okay i understand tithing i understand offering okay but if i'm given gift money you know from my uncle or my aunt or anybody what do i do with that gift money can i just keep it to myself you know what i say do this it might be a gift but listen let's learn to honor the lord with the gift that you've also got so give the 10% the first 10% the first fruits of all your increase why so that your barns will be overfull that you would be overflowing when people look at you they should be able to say that man how is he getting or she getting so much why are they overflowing why are they so blessed why are they be able to experience all of these rich blessings in their life it's not like you know they're good or they're talented or they're really good and anything of these things but they should be able to see this principle at work inside of our lives and is one more scripture i want to give a lot of scriptures okay today exodus chapter 23 verse 19 the first of the what the first of the first fruits of the land you shall bring into where we looked at this last week where do you bring the first of your first fruits where do you bring the first 10% into the house of the lord which is the house of the lord the local church that you've been planted in the local church which you believe that god has kept you in that place in that place where you are living for the spiritual and the you know the nourishment that you keep getting we looked at this in detail last week the first of the fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the lord your god that settled where you need to bring your first 10%. So what was the heart of Cain? The heart of Cain or the way of Cain was literally an attitude of greed and rebellion that he was carrying in his heart. Okay? And many times like I said earlier, you know, I've I've picked up a lot of people who have come and said, you know, that's of the old testament, this is not of the new and tithing should not be a principle that we follow this that and all that. And here's what I've realized about their lives when I look into their lives, I've seen this. There is an attitude of rebellion inside that they're carrying and they're saying, listen, not God's way, my way. and the more we keep doing that the more we see you know sin that what god said open up doorway into our lives and the enemy starts operating when working inside of our life so that's the heart of cain now i want us to look at the heart of abel okay hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 he's what the hebrews writer writes by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain though which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying his gifts though it he being dead still speaks even to Abel was a man of faith. And that's why it says here, you know, by faith. Because like I said earlier, it takes faith to give God the first 10%. It does. You might have a huge pile of bills, you know, that you might want to clear up in the month. And you might be waiting, you know, for your salary or for your dad or someone to send that money at the end of the month so that you can clear all of these things. And when that money comes in, you know, instead of thinking about who you need to clear off or tick box, you know, all those tick boxes that you've planted in. If you would say that listen I want to take the first 10% of the money that I've received and give it to the Lord give it into the local church I may not have money you know to clear off my bills that month I may not have money you know to give off the friends that I promised that I would clear off this month but that's okay I want to honor God first with you know what been given to me And if you remember this is exactly what the widow did last week she didn't have enough she had very little She didn't have enough, you know. She said that okay, maybe the last meal I'll prepare for me and my son, and then we'll both die. That's what she declared. But she said, no, I'm going to take a step of faith, and I'm going to give to the man of God who's coming 
and you know i want to show that you know god is indeed first in my life and you know what she experienced she experienced a supernatural provision she experienced a supernatural healing for her son who was probably sick at that time who died later but was brought back to life and i want you to think about you know the areas that you're struggling in your life is it possible that you're not seeing a breakthrough in those areas you're not able to see an open door you're just not being able to move into the next level simply because you know the whole thing that's what i want us to ask you know ourselves this morning what is the holy spirit really trying to convict us you know right through this series is god indeed first in our lives in the area of our finances because when you learn to do that here's what happens it opens the doorway for god to give supernatural into our life This is a principle you know you see right through the whole scriptures. I want you to think about Abraham. You remember Abraham's story? What did Abraham do? Okay. God asked Abraham, the only son that you have, your firstborn, sacrifice. Now God didn't tell Abraham, "Ah, Abraham, your first son you got him, you know, at this age. You wait, you know, maybe you'll have like 10 sons and then you bring one son and you sacrifice." said you're the only one i know it's your only one but will you be willing to take that step of faith and bring this the first bond that you have into my presence as an offering as a sacrifice and you know what abram did abram didn't hold back we know the story genesis chapter 22 verse 10 to 12 verse 10 and abram stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son his only son his first born son but the angel of the lord said to him from heaven and said abram abram so he said here i am and he said do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him for now i know that you fear god since you are not withheld your son your only son from me okay you go down the next verses okay verse 13 then abram lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns so abram went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering and instead of his son and verse 14 probably this you know the 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 name of the lord which we remember so well from the scripture abram called the name of this place the lord will provide as it is said to this day in the mount of the lord it shall be provided what's the hebrew name for the lord in this sentence jehovah jireh and we say that you know my lord is a provider my god is jehovah jireh Do you know where it was taken out from? When a man in faith decided to bring his firstborn into the presence of God. It's so easy, you know, to you know quote just a part of the scripture and say, "Oh, my Lord will provide for me. I don't have enough." But listen, here's a question that you need to ask for yourself. Maybe you may not have enough, but are you willing to still give the little that you have into the presence of God? And are you willing to bring it into the house of the Lord? Abraham did that. and as a result he saw the provision of the lord in his life again matthew 6:33 you know the scripture but seek first what seek what seek first not sometimes not when you know exams are on the verge not when you have a prayer request you know when somebody in this thing the church comes and says how many of you have a prayer request ah yes lord i'm seeking you lord no seek first before your problems come and before everything that starts happening seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you it's important church 
we need to learn to bring our first born we need to learn to bring our first fruits into the house of the lord the principle of first born and first fruits is so so powerful in the scripture now here's a question we know that cain was angry and offended but can i flip the text a little bit can i flip that text a little bit what if i say god was offended what if i say god was angry at the fact that cain just brought an offering because here's what i want us to understand what cain and abel was doing cain was supposed to bring the what the first fruits why because he was a farmer abel was supposed to bring the first born and he did that what if i say that was a representation of what god was going to do in the new covenant to come you ready for this are you ready for this turn to the person sitting next to you be ready for this this is a shocker go 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 and in case you're sleeping you know i think they might be okay just shake them up a little bit and say that you know what are you ready for this? this is a shocker this is the shocker that i told you about earlier see you didn't lie to them you said that it was going to be a shocker all right you ready for the shocker here it comes okay here's here's the new testament here's what it says first corinthians 15:20 but now christ is risen from the dead has become what come on say it out loud has become what he's become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep christ jesus christ is our first fruit you want to see first born you ready for first born here we go colossians chapter 1 verse 15 here's the image of the invisible god the what the first born over all creation god was faithful he brought his first born and his first fruits why because he loves us because he loves us can i say this okay jesus is god's tithe jesus is god's tithe god did not hold back his first born God did not hold back his first fruits and he brought the best of the best and why because he wanted to make sure that he would have a relationship with us he would have an intimate relationship with us and that's why i'm saying what if god was offended what if god was angry the fact that you know cain just brought an offering to the lord like i said earlier you know it's important every month all right it's important to every month when you put your finances down when money comes into your bank account when you see the money that's come in at the end of the month or the beginning of the month i'm telling you church it's important to set aside that 10% all right okay we 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 do a collection of the offering bag here yes we've got a qr code back stuck up at the back of the wall there in case you've not noticed or you're wondering is that stuck there by accident or is not it's deliberately stuck there and if you not noticed it take a look back it's there all right is right there why because we know that many of us we deal with qr codes more than we deal with checks and you know writing off stuff or cash and here's the reason why i want you to think about the first 10% that you think you should be giving to the lord you should and the reason is not because again not because we need money we're good is so that you can experience the blessing Now I want to just give one more thing and then we close, all right? 
one of the things you know that i personally do when i lead somebody to the lord all right i make sure you know that they attend a local church i say that listen you need to be committed to a strong bible based church local church wherever you go all right and the second thing that i ask them to do is their tithes i say that listen if you're attending that church make sure you're giving 10% to that local church okay don't send it back to your home church or you feel like okay you were saved i don't do that give 10% to that local church where you are attending at that point please that's important and some people you know have this thing like okay you know what um i don't want anybody to know how much i'm giving have you had that it's between me and the lord right why should i let anybody else know how much i'm giving okay 10% is between me and the lord okay i'm your pastor all right i'll be honest every month okay i look at you know how much money is coming who has paid their tithes who is not paid i know how many of you are paying i know how many of you are not paying okay this is between me and you no it's not it's before god okay and i'm just saying this all right now you can ask this question now why should anybody know i don't want the pastor to know i want only god to know it's only between me and god it's just, you know this thing between me and god i don't want anybody else to know i'm not saying there's anything wrong in that okay but can i say this statement okay giving to god back in the days of jesus was never done privately but it was done publicly you want to see it here we go luke chapter 21 was 1 to 2 and he jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury and he saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites where did this woman do this you saying no no only jesus saw it right really she did it in a public place and jesus points the attention to that woman in front of all his disciples all of his disciples also knew and today we are reading it all of us know it's a public thing all right and 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 here's here's what i'm saying you know many times you know people you know like to quote scripture also okay i've heard people quote this scripture to me matthew 63 okay does it not say this okay and they put the scripture do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing have you heard this scripture okay many people come and quote that scripture to me the reason you know listen you should not you know it should be between you and god it should not be this okay funny thing i remember a man of god you know says this you know why the reason the people quote the scripture out because you know the left hand shouldn't be ashamed that the right hand is not really giving anything at all okay but can i tell you this okay any time somebody quotes you scripture always go back and look at the context of where that scripture was spoken okay i want you to read the context of the scripture matthew chapter 6 verse 1 to 4 jesus is saying this take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before whom before men to be seen by them otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven therefore what's this now therefore when you do a charitable deed do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from whom from men assuredly i say to you they have their reward but when you do a charitable deed here we go do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly what's the context here the context is simple when you're doing something don't do it so that you would be applauded in front of men and you would get the glory from every person who seen what you're doing 
that's the context because if you read further down in these scriptures you know the f- next few verses there it he talks about you know praying in a private place praying in the secret place now can i ask this question is praying in a public place wrong of course not but what's the context what's jesus trying to emphasize what is jesus trying to draw a principle here he's saying listen if you're doing something don't do it so that the world will see it and applaud you and clap your hands and pat your back and say wow 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 I know the problem today I realized everybody does this today doesn't it You're thinking like no they don't of course they do If you're on social media you do it too Why because the minute you post something on social media what do you look for Ah oh, you look for likes Okay so interesting so interesting this is last week okay somebody was telling me there was this um his uncle okay he was like running around 70 something years old all right and he posted i mean to be honest okay there's a lot of people on facebook especially the older crowd now all right and and this uncle you know 72 year old he posted a picture on facebook and then he calls up you know this friend of mine and he says you know what i got 172 likes <laughs> um i just you know that's what that's the same expression that you had you know and that's the expression that was on my face now He's looking for likes, you know, I mean, he said he took that sort. He said exactly that sort was running in my mind. I mean, I understand if he's a young person, okay, man, 172, 173, I got 173 likes, yes. But he's a 72-year-old, he's like, you know, wow, I got 172 likes. And I'm telling you, listen, that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Listen, if you're doing something, don't post it on in front of the whole world. Don't show the whole world so that, you know, people will look at you and say, wow. we like to be wowed but listen there's only that wow is only going to last as long as that last w comes in that line because once that w ends wow it's over it's over think about you know any picture that you posted up on your social media your whatsapp i mean think about it the first time you posted people come and like it do they ever look at it again you know who looks at it again And what Jesus is saying is, if you're doing something, don't do it so that the world will applaud you. Do it in secret, and the Lord will reward you for it. But when it comes to tithing, when it comes to the principle of God's word, listen. He's not saying do it privately, do it public. He's saying just do it. It doesn't matter who sees, who does not see. Do it. That really spoke to me. and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week